Hey all you cool cats and kittens, welcome back to the show. This is the Hiker Podcast and I am your host, Owen Hamilton. This week on the show, we'll be chatting with yet another FKT holder. That's fastest known time. You might remember me speaking with Easy Dexter earlier in the season, who nabbed the Coast Coast Trail FKT in 2021. Well, my guest today is Ryan Constantine Bunting, who not only recorded the FKT on the North Country Trail, but also, as far as we know, is the first person to hike, through hike, all 11 national scenic trails in the US. I'm surrounding myself with champions. Surely some of this glory is going to rub off me at some point. Ryan and his partner has had an incredible few years of hiking. He has covered more miles in the last year than most hikers will do in a lifetime. In a moment, we'll jump over to our chat to hear how he did it and pick his brain on getting mentally and physically prepared for such an incredible challenge. First, an update from our sponsor. Us. I mean, hiker. If you're a first-time listener, then you might not know about the app that we've developed called Hiker. Hiker is a mobile app and it's a website that enables hikers all over the world to find trails, plan adventures and navigate confidently in the outdoors. We're just about to launch the latest version of the app, which will be the world's most comprehensive application for hikers. You heard it here. If you want to be one of the first to try this out, head over to hiker.app forward slash beta. And as always, there's a nice discount for all podcast listeners to access our premium features. Just use the code podcast at checkout. This is probably the first time I've actually been happy with sound in a podcast. Being a podcast host slash producer slash researcher slash CMO means I don't get time to focus on sound all that much. But from now on, fingers crossed, it should get better. Okay, let's go. Enjoy my interview with Ryan Bunting. Trail name, Constantine. Okay, so Ryan, nice yeah. to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you, Ian. Um, it's Owen, by the way. Sorry, I should have said that before. Sorry, yes. Yeah, no I worries. was wondering how to pronounce the name. That's it. It's okay. It's funny, like, actually, ever since I've been kind of doing more of these, where I'm speaking to more Americans, Canadians, like anyone who's not Irish, uh, I, I, I'm like, my name's Owen. Uh, like, I've never, I never really actually kind of realized my name was actually Irish until I started speaking more to like uh, international hikers around the world so it's, it's kind of funny I that. also butcher any name possible so it's not just your name it's any name possible I somehow find a way to mispronounce it so. <laughs> oh man you would have the worst time in Ireland then because like yeah. even I have uh, uh, have a hard time trying to pronounce half the names that we have like there's like I, I can send you a list of names and I'm just, I'd actually love to hear you try and say them. Um, I would do it. I would, I would definitely do it. <laughs> actually, funny enough, it's a running joke uh, with my partner and I, like when we're having a tough day on trail, sometimes I try to slip into an Irish accent because it's terrible. And I try to pronounce things in it. And it's just, she, after about five or 10 minutes, she wants to push me off a cliff. It's really bad. It's like super <laughs> bad. <laughs> uh, well, um, I'm sure my American accent is 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 just as bad. Um, but Ryan, like, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, uh, I was I was delighted to to read your email, and I was actually blown away by the the information that was within it. Like your 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 year, your 2021 has been a stellar year of hiking. Um, do you want to give me give the audience a bit of a like the highlights? Ooh, yeah. Um... It was kind of a nuts year. Um, so 2021, I started hiking February 1st on the Florida Trail uh, northbound with a buddy that I met back in 2019. And we ran that out. I think we did it in like 41 days. And I knew this year I'd have to do speed to compact all these trails into it. So after that, I had like two days of travel, got to the Potomac Heritage Trail, ran that out. Um, I think I was averaging like 35s on there and then went to the new england trail ran that out after two days of travel again and then my partner was coming into the states for us to do the north country trail but since she was coming from canada we had to quarantine in 
funny enough, it actually worked in my favor because my body was breaking down at that point from <laughs> how fa fast I was pushing these trail systems. Like near the end of the New England trail, there was one day that I was trying to do, I think it was like 48 miles or something. And it felt like my muscles were just like ripping off my body. Whoa. So I needed the quarantine as much as, as much as she did. So she flew to the States, we quarantined. And then May 1st, we started a big one, the North Country Trail. Wow. Okay. And the North Country Trail, remind me, I can't remember the actual length. <laughs> That's a funny, funny question too. So the NCT advertises as 4,700 miles. We tracked it with a GPS tracker. It is 4,833.4. Somehow they just kept finding miles out there. So I, it's such a big trail that every single year, like any big trail system, it's going to change, but yeah. the changes are going to be more drastic. Drastic, so, yeah, because um, it's 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 still a relatively new trail, and it's not, I suppose, as well obviously well established as the PCT or the Appalachian Trail or or any of the, the other big trails in the US. So it's, but that that's a that's a long distance. That's that's further than any of the the, the other big three. Yeah, so it's two thousand two hundred miles further from the longer than the PCT. 2,600. So it's a PCT length on top of an AT length. And then from the CDT, it's 1,800 miles. So like when we started it, we both have done those other major trails. So that's kind of what our mentality was. So it was like, we would hit these check marks of like, okay, if we got 2,000 miles in, we're starting the PCT hike. <laughs> like we're just yeah. fresh on trail. So it was a weird mentality trying to figure that check marks out because we'd never done anything of that length. So what got you to that point like this has been like in any hiker uh like for any hiker what you did this year would almost be a lifetime of of achievements in terms of hiking but you didn't start here like where what got you to this point what got me to this point this year or kind of like well in general, in general. so how how did you go from how did you come to hike this many uh, miles this year you know what got you into hiking Okay. Um, so sorry, it's a funny 16... way of asking that question, but it, that's <laughs> yeah. what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in 16 was my first hike on the Appalachian trail and kind of what got me into that was I was a big ice hockey player when I was younger oh. and I was injured when I was about 17 or 18. And that kind of completely took me off of that trajectory and who kind of my personality is I throw myself completely into a sport or a hobby. Like, Right. My life starts revolving around that sport or hobby. Like that is what I throw myself into. So went to college, did all that fun stuff and then started working. And throughout those years, it was kind of like I was disconnected from a piece of myself because even though I was having a good time and still enjoying myself, I didn't have that passion that consumed me fully. Like I was just kind of quote unquote going through the motion. So the AT, I started the Appalachian Trail, and I thought that was just going to be kind of a adventure type hike. And by the time, funny enough, when I reached Katahdin, I swore off hiking as well. I was like, I'm never doing another hike. My knees were broken. Like, it broke me down. And then within a week or two, getting off of that trail, I started planning the PCT. So that's kind of the impetus that got me into hiking. But what got me to the NCT is kind of at the progression, if you look at from 2016 into 21. Each year I've gone harder and faster on these trails mm -hmm. um, because it started becoming a certain point of, it became a sport for me. It became an adventure, but also a sport to test the body and the mind harder and harder and harder. And I think I reached that upper threshold this year. And my mind and body, they're not super happy with me right now. My body's not happy with me. My mind found some good stuff on the NCT actually. Yeah, uh, you didn't just do the NCT and all the other trails. You, you, you've bagged an FKT. Yeah, yeah. Um, so funny enough, I think I set an FKT on the Ice Age Trail back in 2019. Um, it's been broken by now. Then I think I did one on the Potomac Heritage as well as the New England. But I never registered for those because that really wasn't my jam. That, that really wasn't what I was going for out there. But then as the NCT came up, I was like, it would be super awesome, wonderfully ironic if I could have a speed record that took five to six months. So <laughs> that's why I registered for that. And funny enough, with the pace we went, like 
it's still a very strong FKT. Like we were pushing really hard on that trail. Uh, well, you had a lot of warming up, but even still, like to to complete a time like that must take. Uh, you know, well, you had your training hikes, I suppose you could call them for uh, earlier yeah. in the year, but that must take some serious physical and mental resilience. Yeah, um, we were doing every full day of hiking after the break in first month on trail in New York. We were doing usually anywhere from 30s to 35 miles a day, um, sprinkled in with higher 30s. Um, and then we would probably hit that 25 to 30 window on coming out of towns. But I think I have a spreadsheet and I think 89 to 90 of our days were about 35 mile days um, out of the 180. And then the other 70 were like in that 25 to 30 range. And then you had the sprinkled rest days in there, the Nero days, that type of stuff. But we were we were pushing aggressive, aggressively. I suppose put, putting that into context for myself, you know, like I would consider myself a pretty, you know, avid hiker. I'd hike quite often. Um, and I think I've only ever done maybe three or four 35 mile days uh, or 30 plus days anyway. And it takes a toll. And for you yes. to do that like day in, day out, that's that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's when you stack them up against each other that it starts hurting. Um, you kind of have to look for that light at the end of the tunnel for as being a hiker, you know, this. it's like you look at the next resupply. You don't focus mm-hmm. on. 2000 miles down the trail because that would just make you sure. go wonky. Yeah. Um, so you focus on like, okay, I'm going to get a shower. I'm going to get good food in this next town. I just got to get there. And that mm. kind of fuels you. And then with NCT also being kind of the special beast, it is, you got these weather windows that you got to hit. You're going to freeze <laughs> in yeah. North Dakota if you don't go faster. So we had to keep pushing pretty hard. Yeah. And I was going to ask you about conditions, you know, like uh, being in that part of the country where did you face a lot of snow, frost, ice, or, or was were you safe the whole way? We actually got incredibly lucky with the weather. Um, so we wanted to finish October 15th originally. So we also did it differently. There's not many people that through hike the NCT, but out of the people that have, they usually go eastbound. Mm-hmm. Um, but we wanted to go westbound because there were a lot of benefits in that, at least from what I could plan. Um, if you go westbound, you get into North Dakota as your trail's coming to an end and it's flat. So you can just crush miles through there. Your body's used to it. Your mind's used to it. You're ready to get to the end. Um, and if you're going eastbound, you're going to get caught in all that nasty weather in the New York Adirondacks and stuff. So as we were getting to North Dakota, we were taking longer than anticipated. And we were pretty worried about what the weather was going to be there. And our literally our first day into North Dakota, there's this little town called Abercrombie that's less than a mile from when you cross the border from Minnesota to North Dakota. So we wake up that morning freezing cold, walking to Abercrombie to get lunch and check the weather while we're inside. And it's like rain and very, very cold and high winds are coming, coming in. So we're like, okay, we'll keep walking it. We walk outside and instantly flash freeze. And like the next eight miles were the probably some of the hardest miles of the trail. We ran to this little town of Colfax that's right on the trail as well. And when I say town, it's like a school, a corner store, and a park. Um, that's that's literally it. So th- those eight miles, it wasn't. It got to the point that it wasn't a mental strength that you could push through anymore. Like our core body temperature was just dropping so much that it was starting to get, to, to get into a really close danger threshold um like we were literally freezing on our feet so we called emergency camp in that town and we still had 450 miles left of the trail in north dakota to finish and that point made us question not how we would finish the trail um wait i'm sorry we knew we would finish the trail it made us question like how um it wasn't if we would finish the trail it just made us question like how we would get through if the conditions were like that but then we got super lucky um it was just super cold in north dakota it wasn't you had some flurries in there you had some 20 degree days 20 degrees fahrenheit um you had some cold but it could have been a lot worse yeah i'd say that's it's a huge test physically mentally but also a huge test on a relationship as well i would imagine yeah (laughs) ohio did not did not do me any good um so 
<laughs> we've talked about this quite a lot. So my partner and I, we've done a lot of trail systems together, but this one's the biggest one. And um, when I find deep levels of suffering, I guess, or like having to push and push and push, I go to absurd types of humor for comfort. And um, when you have a partner that goes to more of a meditative and silent state for comfort, it starts to starts to banter back and forth and bringing back into the cliffs and the metaphor. If there were more cliffs, I would have fallen off way more. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> luckily, there weren't that many mountains there. Uh, wow. And uh, just to take a, a, a maybe even a step for, a further back than that, like what, what originally got you into to hiking in general? Was it just like you were brought up in that kind of culture did you like even like day hiking and stuff like that or did you just go oh i can't play ice hockey anymore i'm just gonna go through hike the at (laughs) um so didn't really get brought up in it um when i was very young i guess my family would sometimes go for like a weekend hike but not overnight camping like right maybe three or five miles down a trail on a road trip that we were driving to somewhere and we just walk into the woods for three miles and then walk out and i actually really really did not like that um it felt pointless to me at least when i was super young so not really grown up in a hiking culture or a hiking world um my passion really was hockey yeah. and that's what i threw myself fully into ever since the age of i think it was like seven or eight when i started playing and that just consumed most of my time when i wasn't in school um so it was mostly hockey and then when i couldn't play hockey anymore i just kind of was looking for something to fill that gap that was the all-consuming passion in sport Mm. and stuff like that so I did a couple test hikes section hikes because in South Carolina where I'm originally from the closest hiking is the Appalachian Trail um Mm. at least good hiking um it's still four or five hours away so I did a couple section hikes like a week here week there and it was fun, I guess. I, I don't know if it was super fun. It was just something new to test myself against. And I realized I really liked that test um, of the physicality, the mentality, everything combined. And then when I found out you could hike from Springer Mountain to Katahdin, I was like, I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah. Well, like when you said earlier on about there that moment where you, you are cursing off hiking, you're like, I never want to do that again. But there was probably like the week afterwards, you said as well that you went straight on to going, all right, PCT is next because it's that it's that type two fun where you're like, oh, this sucks. This is awful. This is gross. You know, I'm, I, I smell like dirt. I smell like garbage. I'm hungry. My my legs are broken. My back is broken. But at the very end of it, like that was perfect. That was just amazing. Well, so like when I finished the AT, I loved everything around the aspect of hiking but i didn't like hiking itself so i love the community um my trail family was awesome all the at hikers were awesome but like my body was just it it was really hurting i was a big boy for upper body because being a hockey player i just worked out in the gym all the time and i was just upper body so my lower body wasn't used to that type of punishment right Um, so i loved everything around it the hiking part wasn't super stoked about so when I got off trail, I instantly went back to work. And when I went back to work that first week, it was kind of, it was kind of a disconnect. Um, you know, I, I know you probably get this a lot. Um, there was a disconnect between what I had experienced on trail and then trying to transition that back into a life of working where people want to hear what you say about the trail in five minutes, but you can see within that five minute conversation there's like a gloss that goes over their eyes and they're like, okay, we need to move on to the next su- subject. And all you want to do is talk about this awesome hike, this experience you've had and try to unpack it. And there's a disconnect and I wanted to try to figure out how to connect that back. Yeah. It's funny because yeah, I do. We do get a lot of like, I've experienced it a little bit myself, but the, the post trail uh, depression uh, is, uh, you can nearly call it as uh, might, might be depression. It might just be, a sorrow I don't know some sort of uh, lingering feeling that you you want to get back out there um because the pace even the the pace of life like this the pace that you're going at you know might be fast you might be walking fast you might be hiking fast but the pace of everything around you because you're just watching the sun rise and set every single day 
and you're seeing very few people compared to what we would see on a, on a regular basis. So when you do see someone and you want to talk to them, as you said, with your trail family, all you want to do is talk about like, this is what I did today. You know, I, I saw some cool stuff today. Um, you know, I saw the sunrise and I saw the sunset. And I saw a lake and I saw a few people in between. And like, that's all you want to talk about. And when you get home, you still want to keep talking about that. You're like, let's talk about my day. And people don't care because they've got their life. You know, they've got yeah. like bills to pay and kids that are screaming, you know, so it's, it's an all too regular experience for a lot of people. Um, yeah, I, I think they care. It's just very yeah. hard to convey that feeling unless you've experienced the feeling. Um, because I remember way back when running into my first through hiker when I was doing section hikes and they wanted to like geek out to the about the trail to me. And I was just kind of like, well, I'm trying to do my hike here. I'm trying to get to the camp. I'm trying to push through. And like, even when you're, yeah, it, it's hard to, convey that experience to somebody that hasn't gone through it so i think friends and family care it's just it's hard i know i know it's hard for them as well and that's difficult putting them in that position when all you want to do is talk about trail so it's hard on both sides of the fence i think yeah uh it's kind of why i started this podcast <laughs> it's just get to, to talk to people about hiking all the yeah. time but it's like yeah. it's like your 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 parents when they come back from their holiday their vacation they're coming back and, yeah, do you want to see the photographs we're like yes we'll look at the <laughs> photographs we'll have our cup of tea but then we want to go we got, we got that's to a go. very good very good comparison yeah yeah um so uh just uh, sorry on the the trails that you've done so far so you, you said you mentioned that you did the Appalachian Trail you threw hiked that you threw hiked the PCT uh you threw hiked the Florida Trail um sorry there was a number of trails that you mentioned have you done the CDT yeah, so the accumulation of finishing the North Country Trail this year, I have now through hiked all 11 National Scenic Trails. Yes. So that was kind of the goal that was found, I guess, along the way. Um, because the CDT was after the PCT in 2018. And after that, it was kind of like, I wanted to keep hiking and I didn't know. I really, honestly, you stay laser focused on these trail systems that you don't really look for other stuff out there. So I was like, when I finished the CDT or was getting close, I was like, what other trails are there? And then National Scenic Trails popped up. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. And of those uh, 11, how many of them did you complete this year? We did four this year. I wanted to space those out last year, but of course, 2020 happened and yeah. the world kind of, it's everywhere. Um, And then 2019, I did three of them. Wait, three, four, seven. I did one in 2020, 8, 9, 10, 11. Yeah. So 2016 AT, 17 PCT, 2018 CDT, 2019 PNT, IAT, AZT, 2020 Natchez, and then this year has been insanity. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry to get you doing maths again, but you mentioned in the email, how many accumulative miles have you walked this year? This year, it's somewhere north of 6,600. Um, I would have to break it down even more because so the New England Trail is like 30 miles longer than advertised because you have to road walk around this river when it's flooded. Uh, so there's there's different mileages I got to add in there, but over 6,600. That is crazy. As I said earlier on, that's what you know, any normal hiker would accumulate in an entire year or sorry, an entire lifetime of hiking. And you did it in one year. So uh, yeah. hats off. Hats off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I guess. <laughs> so and I hate to. Uh, uh, well, I don't hate doing it. I, I Most people hate when I ask this is uh, pick a favorite. What was your favorite? Yeah, it is a hard one. huh? Um, each one. was Yeah, each one was different. But from a gut feeling, I'm going to go. PNT or CDT um because the Pacific Northwest Trail was where I met my partner who um we hiked together still and it was also just an awesome trail um it condenses the CDT so like what we compared it to was like it's a PCT and a CDT like if they had a baby like if they had a love child the PNT is that um it has the epic views of the PCT and the CDT combined but then also you do these incredible climbs and you're just climbing all day or dropping all day there's not a lot of a lot of in between you're doing some really cool stuff on the pnt 
Okay, awesome. Because it, it's it's funny, I haven't really spoken to many people on the podcast about doing the Pacific Northwest Trail at all. Um, so maybe I should go and do my research on that and maybe ask you some more specific questions on it. But um, how what, what what's the distance on that one? It's only 1,200 miles, but in those 1,200 miles, you gain the same elevation gain that you do, I think, on the entire Pacific Crest Trail. Wow. So it it compacts, yeah, over it compacts like a 2,600-mile trail of elevation into 1,200. So that's when I'm saying like it's really cool because since you're going from, you can go east to east to west or west to east, but we went westbound. So since you're cutting across the country, you don't really hop on top of these ridge lines and then follow the ridge line north or south. You go straight up the mountain, straight back down into the next valley, go climb the next ridge of mountains, straight back down. So it's pretty intense and it's pretty, the cool part about it, at least for me, is that there's still a lot of navigation there. Um, that's why it's a little cross with the CDT. So like there's these alternates you can take that there's no trail. There, there's no trail. You're just on top of a mountain ridge and you see another mountain in the distance and you just have to pick your route through there. Um, an especially cool one is the lion's head alternate. So if anybody's listening, that one, highly, highly recommend. It is by far one of the most beautiful parts of the hike. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll make sure that we have that uh, for people to choose when, when they when they do it. Um, so I want to ask you a little bit more of a philosophical question. Um, uh, because of hiking, and you've done quite a lot of hiking, uh, especially in, in North America, um, have you learned anything about america about the united states that you wouldn't have known before hiking yeah it, it really shows you the way kind of these communities live um that is kind of what at least from my perspective i get the most out of because a lot of people hate road walks understandably so you're walking a road all this type of stuff but especially the trails i did this year there's a lot of road walks um florida trail has road walks north country trail has road walks tamakarage is kind of a canal so not really but um, these roadwalks put you through these communities that I never would have found. Um, you c can't find them on the map. They're like a small, small town. And it gives you something when you're walking through there and you get to feel how people live. When you're walking slowly through there and people come out to chat to you or in bad cases, release their dogs on you, which is not fun. You get, you get to see the way people live. And um, it, it's really beautiful seeing the sense of the country that you don't see at the picturesque parts. You don't, you don't see the, I don't know how to describe it. You wouldn't see the postcard places of the country um, because everybody sees that. Everybody knows about Yellowstone. Everybody knows about the Grand Canyon, but these little places and pockets of the, the backbone of the country is like really where it's impressive to look into it and see how the people live there. Like it's, it's, it's something I think about like all day on the road walks is just one, how do these people live? What kind of life is it? And when you get to chat with a local and figure out the way they are living, it's, it's really special. Um, so it's more so learning about people across the country than I guess the country itself, which would be kind of a chicken egg scenario. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, it, 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 that's a, it's a common enough answer. Well, not word for word, but like, the people, the communities that, that surround these trails, both on and off the trail as well. So like uh, the family that you would have had, your trail family and the people that you would have met in these towns, it's the same anywhere you go. And I think that's the, I suppose, the language of hiking that we all kind of understand. Uh, it, it, I, like people, even people that don't hike can kind of all, almost understand it as well. They see a backpack, they see tre 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 trekking poles, they see someone that like looks like they've been hiking through the mountains for a few days and will kind of automatically understand okay this person is doing something they you know they're not just kind of wandering around they're they're doing something right now and, and it's kind of special it's almost magnetic um yeah like i, I, I the, the amount of times that i've been um you know out on a like a day hike or something like that and, and like two hikers or, or long distance walkers in fact it only just happens uh, on, on the weekend I was out for a trail run uh, and two guys were walking the Wicklow Way which is a kind of one of our 
national scenic trails that we have here in Ireland. And automatically I was like, I want to talk to you. I want to know what you've done. I want to know where you've gone. Um, I probably did have that kind of like, okay, next topic because you're doing that and I'm not doing that right now. But I, I automatically had that kind of, uh, kind of draw to these people that were doing something. And I think that's a, that's universal. It is. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, especially to see the progression with the trails as they grow. So like the Appalachian trail, you walk into a community, there are services that have banners that say, welcome AT hikers. Like, it is so ingrained into these communities that everybody in the town knows. But as you start to progress and get into these, at least what I call them, lesser known trails that we've been doing for the past two or three years, it, it's not really the same. So when you're going into these towns, like to get to that point of community with the other people, you have to kind of break through an initial ice barrier kind of. So a lot of these towns kind of on the north country trail most specifically ohio michigan was pretty good and some places and some places in wisconsin there were some places that they did not expect backpackers not only did they not expect them when they saw you it was more so a suspicious type of interaction until you got to have a conversation with them so right. we took that kind of my partner and i which we also love about these trails is like it's a privilege and responsibility when you're going on these lesser known trails to set a good example for the hikers that come behind you. Yeah. So once you have a conversation, you can see that ice melt. And that's what I love. That's what I really love with these trail systems is you can see the local opening up, realizing you're not a suspicious character, just roaming through their town, that you're out there for a goal. You're out there for a reason. And a lot of the time it was kind of, from an educational format, like a lot of our experience on the North Country Trail this year was us talking about a trail system that would either run right through their town or three miles from their town and locals would have no idea it was there. Um, so that's that's been pretty special with these with these lesser known trails, too. Yeah, it's something I've, I've heard about before uh, in in New Zealand as well, where the, the Te Araroa is like their national well, they've a, a bunch of amazing hikes over there, but the Tearoa is is relatively new. Um, it's gaining a lot of popularity, but there's still huge sections of the country where they have no idea that there's this world famous hiking trail that runs right through their town, and they still are like seeing people walking down the road and go, "What the hell are you doing here? Go away!" <laughs> yeah, and again, it's. I love that part. I love that part yeah. of being able to walk into that town, sit down at a cafe, um, hear the entire life story of a waitress and be able to also talk about the trail system and like just share the knowledge that we have and share the experience we had with people that might transition into a passion for them or might transition into spreading the knowledge for them. There was one time on the Ice Age Trail, it's gained popularity since 2019, but the year I did it, there's a lot of road walk on the ice age trail too. Um, so there's this little motel right here and the road is right there. So yeah. like it's right next to each other. Literally their front yard is the trail. And I'm running in there because it's pouring down on me and I meet the motel owner and he's just looking at me like, what are you doing, man? So I sit down with him. It ends up being like an hour to two hours of just sitting in the lobby and chatting about the trail system that, he had no idea he'd been at that property for 30 years and had no idea that the road right in front of his property was a national scenic trail that ran 1200 miles. So those parts are really cool to me. I, I really enjoy those, those types of experiences. Yeah. Cause you, you don't get that through any other form of travel. Like you don't get that unless you are purposely driving around the country and going all right i'm going to go to this town and go to the next town i'm going to use all yeah. of these back roads i'm going to make sure that i see all these different places you would never know that a lot of them exist because a lot of them have disappeared off maps because of you know highways and motorways and uh, you, you just don't get that that the ability to stop and see these things like yeah you might be able to do it while cycling sometimes but even still you're you're kind of trying to get to the next town you're trying to get to the next 
your next destination whereas with hiking you just you're on your two feet and you can just stop for a second and look around or stop in a cafe as you said and just have a conversation with people um it's it's it, it is kind of like going back in time it is like going back in time yeah. and saying this is how we want to go back and we want to we want to experience all these different cultures all these different communities we can't do it in our cars we, like it's it's almost kind of backwards in a way that like you can't do it in a car even though it's technically the most efficient way of getting around but it's <laughs> yeah. almost impossible to do it because you just you don't know where to go whereas if you're on foot you're going to stop <laughs> you know yeah uh, which and, is if really you, and if you're in a car I, i've had this thought many many times too and if you're in a car when you go through these small communities you'll drive through it like that you'll be yeah. in you'll be through it in a minute and also it seems that even though sometimes you have to break the ice with some locals in these communities that don't know about through hiking or the trails, walking into it gives you a kind of not platform to stand on, but it gives you a more introduction that you mm. wouldn't have if you parked on the side of the street and walked out. Like it gives, I guess locals are interested no matter if you're good or you're bad or whatever it is, they're interested in who's this person walking into our town. So it piques the interest and it gives you this thing that you can start talking and start interacting. And I don't think you would get with that with a car. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's an interesting one. And it definitely has come up quite often. It, it, it's linked in obviously with the, the whole, uh, the trail is about the people, the trail is about discovering uh, these different types of characters that you meet along the trail, but it's also about meeting the, the, the towns and the people that have nothing to do with hiking at all. Oh, it just happened to be on this trail yeah. uh, um another question for you uh yeah. again sorry for waxing philosophical but uh <laughs> what what does hiking actually mean to you oh how much time we got left um so each trail i don't think i can broadly define it because each trail is very different um it's very different for where you are at in life and what you're going out there for. So like the AT, I was just going out there for an adventure. The PCT, I wanted to start testing my body and my mind more and get more ingrained in this community. The CDT really pushed my body aggressively. Um, and then once I got into the PMT, it was awesome hike, but also meeting a partner. So that's a different part of my life. Then the Ice Age Trail was when I really started trying to dive into 40-mile days and starting to test the mentality and see how I could last, how, how my body could last, how my mind could uphold that. So each trail is very different. Um, like the Natchez Trace Trail, a lot of people don't think about this trail system because it's mostly road. Um, it's a National Scenic Trail, but it's like 400 miles, and I think six see of those miles are single track. The rest is just on a highway, like on a legit highway, on a legit highway. Whoa. No bueno, not not fun. Um, so that trail, I don't know, when I went into that, that was more so me just being like, I kind of want to get this trail done, check, check mark it off my list. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of quote unquote reason for me to go into mm. that besides a check mark next to a imaginary list somewhere. So a lot of people could say there's no reason in that, but then the trail always provides you something different. So when I started that hike, the first day I went very aggressively on pavement and my foot, I think I ended up having plantar fasciitis and I thought it was a fractured foot, but it was mind numbingly painful. Um, I ended up wearing like four socks to create like a makeshift splint on my foot Ooh. because it was just, it felt broken. Um, but then that was my first day and I had 13 more days of 35 plus mile days to finish so every day every step for a while like it was killing my mind like it was absolutely killing my mind um the pain was excruciating and I had never foreseen this so it let me reach something inside of myself that I didn't anticipate um a lot of ultra runners and stuff talk about I think you've probably heard the pain they call it the pain cave yeah so I found, I just named it the pain well, and it's, I never thought I would get there. I never thought I would reach a point that I would be digging into something called the pain well or the pain cave um, in hiking. I didn't think hiking would push me to that point, mm -hmm. but a simple trail did. And 
it gave me a lot in realizing how hard my mentality could be and how, how hard my mentality could be, but at the same time being loose and flowing with it. So each trail is very, very different. It's, it's hard to, it's, it's so hard to define. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it is extremely hard to define because I ask this question pretty much in every single uh, interview that I do and everybody has trouble answering the question, but, but I suppose it's, it's, one of the, and I don't want to answer for you, but it, it, one of the kind of common things that comes up is that it is, it, it is experiencing something new every time you go out and kind of gathering that from what you're saying that every trail is different. Every trail is going to give you a different experience. Every trail is going to show you something different about the world, but mainly it's going to give you something about, different about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of going into something you might look at a trail system loosely and be like, okay, I know I'm going to do X amount of miles. I know I'm going to see kind of vaguely what I'm going to see, but even knowing that generic sense going out for the hike, you never know what each day is going to bring. Um, it's just bring visual wise as well as internally wise. Like there's always going to be something. It's not always epiphanies. Like you're not always having an epiphany day after day after day, but there's always going to be something that, might even be small, might even be small that you learn about yourself um, in that week, in that month, whatever it may be. So yeah, it's, you always find something. And is there anything that you've brought from the trail into your kind of everyday life, apart from a partner? Um, I think I've brought the entirety of what I've learned on these trails into my life. Um, there's more of a calmness, um, more of a I guess I'm not necessarily, I'm a stubborn person, but not necessarily a calm person. I like go, 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 but it's let me find more peace in the go, go, go. So like, I'll still be go, 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 but I don't feel as hot with it. If that makes sense. Like I can just lead into it and let it take me where it takes me. Um, Kind of accept that the path is like trail. It's going to sound super cliche, but the path is there. You just kind of, got to walk down it even if that's not a single track trail life is kind of the same in the respect of you just keep walking and you're gonna end up somewhere so where are you gonna end up next what's the what's the next trail on the list on the imaginary list oh yeah um so actually this year we're kind of gonna do a little something fun um since we've now completed this goal i think starting when hiking season like march or april I think we want to do a big road trip out West in the Southwest specifically, and then kind of follow the hiker bubble up and just do trail magic. Um, Give back to the community that has literally given us so much for six plus years and kind of hit the cool spots along the way, um, set up a camp spot for a week and some BLM land and just let hikers come through and experience like the new generation of hikers or probably some people on the trail, the old generation of hikers, just experience more through hikers. Because that's what we kind of fantasized about on the NCT because the NCT was just my partner and I. Um, there's not there's not a lot of whole through hiking culture around there. Mm. And we really miss that. And um, that's kind of what got us through some of the hard parts was fantasizing about being able to like experience the joy together with other hikers again and like give back to through hikers and just have the through hiker chats. Like it, so we're we're so super stoked for that. And funny enough, you mentioned the Aurora. If possible, if New Zealand opens opens up, um, hopefully next year we might try to might try to bag that. Awesome. Uh, well, yeah. that's that's been on my list for quite some time, and I'm I'm looking at the uh, the, the borders. I'm waiting for that to, to open up. I don't know if I'll be able to go over and do it next year, but I'm certainly going to try and make it over there at least and do a little section of it and 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 see what New Zealand has to offer. I've never been so. Yeah, I'm very curious how they're gonna how they're gonna manage that. Um, because from at least some of the hikers we know, a lot of people have been delaying their hikes to get to mm. New Zealand because of everything going on. So I'm very curious to know how the Terrora Association will kind of manage what's going on there. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like they, they, they uh, as far as I'm aware, they don't have a, a permit system. At the moment, I know they have uh, the system that works over there is with their huts. Um, That's what you kind of need to have permits for. Um, And there's obviously quite a lot of those huts that end up on the the Te Aroa. 
but you can obviously camp in certain areas along the way anyway. So, and there's hostels and there's th- things like that. So you can get around it, but uh, yeah, th- those huts are going to be full for the next couple of years. Yeah. A lot of people, um, I mean, it's, it sounds like a beautiful trail from what I've heard about it. Mm. I'm really stoked to check it out if I can next year, but if not, we'll, we'll find something else in the U S there's always more trail systems out there. Yeah. Anywhere else in the world that you, you've got your eyes on? Yeah, there are a couple places I want to explore in Japan. Um, there's a couple Vietnamese trails um, that, if possible, I would want to go down. There's, again, there's a growing list. Um, yeah. Not The overseas trails are actually not an imaginary list. I've actually written those ones down. Um, there's a lot over there. I want to do the Kung, I'm going to mispronounce it, the Kung Sleden? Kung Sleden in Sweden? Oh, Kung in Sweden, yeah. The King's Trail, yeah. yeah. That just looks like something fun, not necessarily super hard, but something fun. I do want to experience overseas hiking. My partner and I have talked about that now that we've focused so heavily on the U.S. and doing the 11 National Scenic Trails. But the U.S. still has so much. Like, There's so many trails outside of that NST network, but we really want to try to focus on experiencing some culture overseas and experiencing those trails overseas because it's going to be different. Like every trail is different. Every trail, especially overseas is going to be different and something new we can experience. Absolutely. Well, uh, it's funny that you mentioned Vietnamese because I, I never really considered Vietnamese trails until only recently I was speaking to a guy who's just, uh, I think he's just turned the corner. He's doing a, a complete lap of uh, Great Britain and uh, oh. like using coastal paths but then now he's in scotland where there's no coastal paths and he's he's like fully navigating on his own and um, oh, uh it sounds wild um but he mentioned vietnamese he's hiked a couple of vietnamese trails and he said some of them were some of the most spectacular trails he's ever done so wow. uh definitely gonna have to look and getting some of them onto the app there was that one route in scotland is it the highland way um it goes there's the west highland goes, way it, it's one of like the hardest, it, from what I've read about it, it's like an extremely rugged route up to a that, lighthouse or. Oh, well, there's the Cape Rats Trail, which is infamous. Cape Rats Trail. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's the Cape Rats Trail, which uh, doesn't take in the entire Cape Rath, but it, it takes in a part of it, but it's it's notoriously, uh, it's notoriously difficult. It's very, very tricky. There's, there's an ultra run that happens there every year that I've I'm, I'm a bit of a runner myself and I've always had my eye on it but like it's not even an ultra run you can do in a day like it's something that you have to do over the course of like three or four days just because it's so insane and the terrain is crazy so it, like if you're looking for a challenge I'd, I'd invite you to go to Scotland uh, and try it the, the Cape Wrath Trail I, I won't run it I'll walk it slowly oh no walk Sometimes. it yeah yeah walk it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a runner. I've tried that on trail, trying to outrun storms. And within like a mile, I'm just like, I quit. No way. Yeah. I'm going to just walk. I can't <laughs> run. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're going to Scotland, uh, bring rain gear. A lot of rain gear. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> all I, it's all I it's live beautiful, is in- though. It's beautiful, though. Yeah. It is absolutely spectacular. But it, it, it we're just across a very small sliver of, of water. So we know it's the exact same over here. <laughs> I've been in a perpetual winter for like two years, man. <laughs> I need I need a break from the rain, maybe. All that's why, every that's, single... that's why you're going to the set. That's where you're going to the set. You're just going to drive up. Just stay around Southern California. Get the PCT hikers that are down there. Do some trail magic. Get your tan. And, yeah. and you'll be good for the next trail. I'm a Southern boy at heart. And the amount of rain and cold I've experienced in these past two years has been too much it's been too much it's, it's broken me down a little bit I, I i never really talk about gear on this but uh one thing i do want to ask you is about your 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 boots or your trail shoes or whatever you were you were using to hike in how many times did you change them out this year only four but my partner and i aggressive oh i'm sorry four on the nct one on the florida trail and then one more so i had six pairs Okay. So about a thousand fifty miles per pair. Um, sometimes less, sometimes more. It just averaged out that way. So, but my partner and I also aggressively push the shoe to too much. By the time we switch out, like it is more more air than more fabric at a certain point. And <clears throat> funny enough, I got these shoes on sale somewhere in Ohio, 
it was either me or my partner that picked them out and they were a size too small and i tried walking in them for a hundred miles and it was like little torture chambers upon my feet that every step just made me want to cry and i at some point i was just like fantasizing about just taking a knife and just cutting them open because it would be better at that point so technically seven i guess i threw out that pair because it broke me spiritually and mentally and physically it broke me in so many ways oh like i can't imagine the pain as well even just breaking in new shoes like because you like whenever i buy a new pair of trail runners or trail shoes or boots or whatever i will walk them around my house my back garden like a local park just to kind of wear them in but i only walk for like 30 minutes or something like that every time just to give them a bit of warm you're going straight out you're climbing mountains you're you're like on trail breaking these things in and your feet must be i think i'll stop it there (laughs) well well what was worse is we weren't climbing mountains at least when i got these two smalls of shoes we were road walking we were in ohio road that's even worse yeah so that was just same footfall no using no different muscles like that was that was brutal um but if you switch out shoes that you know and like so we used um lone peaks which we kind of ultimately want to get away from but we didn't want to test that with this hiking year because yeah didn't want to throw our feet through more than they were already going to go through this year but um if you switch from the same shoe to the same shoe usually your feet are so like I don't know, bricks of callus at that point that okay. yeah, yeah. don't really notice a big difference. It's when you switch to a different shoe that you've been walking so long that then eventually you're like, oh, I kind of have to learn these little micro movements that are different in this shoe. Um, usually if you switch shoes, you, you're usually good though. Right. Okay. Yeah. I have only switched shoes a handful of times in my life and I know that the, the experience of doing that has not been pleasant. So maybe I'll just stick to the same brand of shoe every single time uh, I'll just avoid that pain yeah it, and it's you might have again you might have a little bit of pain but it's going to be hard when the shoe is getting broken in anyway but it seems way less than if you try to switch switch brands yeah um I went down a a, a, a rabbit hole of talking about toenails before with another guy with uh, I, I don't know if you're familiar with uh with Mac with halfway anywhere um, oh, I have heard of him. Yeah, yeah, he was a guest of the show, and we ended up talking about toenails. So I think I'll stop it there, talking about feet, and we can just uh, we can talk about <laughs> before something. it goes too deep. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Ryan, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, congratulations on all the hiking that you've done this year. And sorry, you buy an FKT, and um, I don't know if you're cool saying this, but like you, you believe you're the first uh, to complete all eleven national scenic trails so there are other people that have hiked them from what i've been told from the four other people that have hiked them i'm the first one to through hike them um ah. so there i think it might be five this year there might be a fifth person trying to complete it but from when i've talked to these folks each one has broken up the north country trail into multiple years like chewing off two thousand miles here chewing off two thousand miles here so from what I believe, I think it's the first person to through hike them. Okay. Um, granted, there might be some person out there that doesn't register at all, and they just they're just doing it for for. I, I didn't want to cuss on here, so I couldn't find a synonym for that. <laughs> Blank and giggles, but um, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I, I I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, if anyone listens to this knows of anyone that's through hiked all eleven national scenic trails in the United States. Let us well. Don't let us know. Let's just keep to yourself. We'll, we'll, we'll let. I I would love to know. I mean, I I seriously would love to know because I kind of dive pretty deep in that research to to try to figure out what that looked like. Um, I don't want to go name naming all the people, but yeah, I don't know. I I would love to know if somebody yeah. does actually know that somebody else is out there. I would I would love to know that. Awesome. Well, well, hopefully. Well, I I don't know. Like for glory for you. Hopefully someone doesn't reach out and you just keep that record to yourself. But it would be kind of cool just to know if there if there was something else out there uh, or someone, even, you know, a, a local legend of someone who's hiked, hiked all through hiked all the trails. 
Well, records are meant to be broken. Um, none of the records that we ever set are meant to stand. Like the mm-hmm. NCT one, again, one of the reasons we registered for the FKT was funny and ironic because it's so long. But also by registering for that, it gives people more motivation to go try to run that trail out, go try to break it. Like we we really strongly believe it's not going to stand for a few years. Somebody's going to break it very quickly. And that's mm-hmm. the goal of it. That's the goal. More people are going to go out there and hike that trail. So that's that's perfect. So yeah. records are meant to be broken. Absolutely. We don't expect all. And it's funny you say that because uh, there's a, a local national trail that we have here that um, the the speed record was put on. No, it was a, it was a trail run speed record. Uh, mm-hmm. of I think it was like it's a, not a, it's not a long trail. It's like a uh, twenty five mile trail. It's twenty six miles. It's a marathon. Twenty six mile trail. Um, and someone put a speed record on it for I think five hours possibly, um, because it's quite a lot of elevation. So uh, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I want to go and beat that. So like as soon as the record's been put down, the first one's been put down. It's just like, right, I I, I want to beat. I I think I can beat that. I think I can beat that. And it just becomes an obsession for a lot of people. So I'm sure you, yeah. you've put that stamp down there on the NCT, and people are like, I think I can beat that. Yeah, it gives you motivation. And it even lets you find something that you might not have been aware about. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, if I plan correctly, if I do this, 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 I can go beat. Yeah, they become obsessed with it. And it, yeah, it spreads the love, spreads the awareness. It's it's good. It's good. Um, I think you're the second FKT setter I've had on this season of the podcast. Um, so I'm 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 surrounding myself in uh, in champions and in, in record breakers. Uh, I spoke to a guy called Dexter uh, from the UK who set the the FKT on the Coast Coast Trail, which goes from one side of the UK to the other. Um, oh. uh, so yeah, this is uh, I, I'm the podcast is coming along. We're we're <laughs> we're talking to champions now. <laughs> but you're also. I, I don't mean to burst your bubble, but you're also talking to an FKT holder over here that took six months. It's not it's not an FKT of epic proportions. <laughs> it's just walking all day and like sending pings up to a satellite somewhere. <laughs> don't don't mean to burst hey, your bubble. Hey, there. An FKT is an FKT, okay? Like <laughs> unless, unless someone can can be can do the uh, the NCT in a day, like it's still <laughs> impressive. It's still impressive. Uh-huh um well ryan it's been an, an absolute pleasure having you on um i'm sure we could talk all day this is again this is why i do this i love getting to talk to hikers hearing your stories i like you've done so much hiking i'm sure we could talk for days and we will keep in touch we have been an absolute pleasure to keep in touch um is there anywhere people can find you are you on social media do you have uh, anywhere people can find more about you um, I'm kind of all over the place. So the, the most general one is if you just type in 11 skies, 11 um, skies, S-K-Y-S, that should bring you to kind of my stuff, my partner's stuff. That's the most, that's the most easiest one. It branches off from, it branches off from there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'll put that in the show notes, but, uh, Ryan, until we talk next time, uh, yeah. happy trails. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, happy trails. Go crush that, uh, marathon. that's it for this week of the hiker podcast i hope you enjoyed listening to this interview as much as i did making it please continue to like and share the show to all your hiking buddies we appreciate all the help we can get until next time happy trails